0: Buenas noches, mi gente. Welcome to Jiu Jitsu Radio. We got a couple of sponsors we got to give a shout out to before we get the party started. This podcast is brought to you by Chocaloha. Check out com. Get 20% off when you use the promo code Jiu Radio at the checkout. Sean, why should they go to com? Why? Why?
1: Because they want to look fly.
0: Flyer in the freshest gear. <clears throat> Fresh new kicks. You and know, pants. Well,
1: you know, what, you
0: want
1: to look
0: dope not nah. not be a dope okay. don't be a dope go to chokaloha there you go com. use the promo code Jitsu radio get 20 percent off and then check out jujitsu soapcode.com use the promo code JJ radio get 10 percent off your order and if you go pick up the save the Tatas bar uh, I think there's a dollar for every bar it goes uh to uh, breast cancer awareness and research so go ahead and uh, support the the boobies Right? Support.
1: Yeah, they supported you for the first part of your life.
0: Lift and separate. com. Use the promo code JJRadio. And finally, check out our homies over at GiraffeChoke.com. Use the promo code JJRadio and get 20% off your orders of $50 or more. Hopefully, everybody embarrassed our good friend over at Giraffe Choke by wishing him a happy birthday. Hopefully... He decides to stop giving me bullshit excuses and decides to come to the podcast. I just called him out. I can't wait to hear him say, oh, well, you don't have to call me out, but I just called you out. Go to draftchoke.com, use the promo code JJRADIO. Finally, go ahead and check out Sean on Instagram, Gorilla Boy BJJ. Check out my jujitsu photos. Such a,
1: a such a professional. Such a son of a bitch.
0: Um, actually, it's funny enough because that's what I was about to talk about, that's why I rang, is go check out my photo uh, Instagram Sonder Marketing. You'll get to see photos from this past weekend's Miami Open and fight to win.
1: Yeah, it was a grappling fest. A
0: grappling fest of sorts that a did not grappling involve smorgasbord. A uh, a uh, cornucopia of clinching, if you will.
1: And some oil checking.
0: And some oil checking. If your name was Colin. Go check it out. Uh, Check out mycosmicjourney.com for all other uh, crazy behind-the-scenes stuff of everything that I'm going through, and let's get this hoo-ha started.
1: Hoo-ha? That's another name for the vagina.
0: What do you know about that? We're talking about tatas.
1: I I know, but you said hoo-ha.
0: All right.
1: You can't need (laughs) hoo deal i'm the best there is plain and simple i mean i wake up in the morning i piss excellence and nobody can hang with my stuff keep stealing Woo! wheel of dealing these right jet flying son of a gun and i'm having a hard time holding these
0: alligators down. Woo! booyaka Kasha. so um we don't really have that much to talk about today, huh? No,
1: not really. So that right. means we're probably gonna go two hours talking about nothing. All right. Well, that's just... what happens if we don't have any topics. We we'll just keep going. We just keep fucking bullshitting about nothing.
0: I was gonna say. It's right? like
1: we're like the Seinfeld of it. It's of, a show of, about nothing. Of, it's we're like the Seinfeld of podcasts. It's a show oh, about Jiu-Jitsu? Nothing. No, because it's not even about jujitsu.
0: I was gonna say let's just call it a right here. All right, let's, that's the end of the podcast. All right. All right. See you guys. See you guys. Peace. All right, we're just joking. We're back. And um, we're
1: back. And tell you what, that would be a genius thing. What? That'd be the coolest, quickest podcast ever.
0: They have that. There's um I found one for like, I think it was like investing in stocks. It was like one-minute investing tips. And This <laughs> guy's like, do this. And yeah, we, weren't even, we didn't even have that.
1: <laughs> we just said, we got no nothing. We'll see you guys next week.
0: I got nothing for you. Actually, we got a lot. There was a lot of shit going down this past weekend. Um... First of all, fight to win Friday night. You didn't get to go. I was there. It was down in Miami, actually right down the street from where they had uh, the Miami Open. Um, It was pretty cool, man. It was really, really good fights. Yeah, I watched them. There was, the only one that didn't happen that I really wanted to see was, uh, I really wanted to watch Hinata Tavares compete. He got screwed all weekend. Yeah, he did not get to compete once this week. I felt so bad for him. And then uh, my buddy uh, Efren from uh, Miami over from Cyborg, he's a – I don't think – have I ever introduced you to him? You must have met him at one time. He's a super nice guy, man. And funny enough, I met him while I was filming uh, a segment for Titan FC, and he was teaching a jujitsu class in this small little, like, kung fu martial arts school. Um, but – we hit it off uh, became good friends he's a super nice guy so hopefully i can get him on the podcast but the matches are pretty crazy um some insanity happened with a uh i did see a flying armbar yeah there was a flying armbar there was some uh some uh, l signals flying around as well uh which i definitely don't condone it was kind of a bit shocking um you didn't see it live. I didn't see it live. I saw it live. So if you guys want to see something, because I don't really don't want to get into the politics. I definitely don't think it was a, a smart thing to do. If you guys want to see
1: something. it's a 10-year-old kid. What it's is
0: a 10-year-old kid doing what 10-year-old kids do, which I never did that as a 10-year-old, but I'm just saying that's what they do. Uh, if you guys want to see something crazy, watch Wagner Rocha's son uh, compete and... The kid that he was competing yet, yeah, I forget what his name was. I want to say like Michael. Um He won and then after they announced him as a winner, just came stomping up towards Cyborg and Wagner holding up a big L to his forehead, calling them losers. L for Love. Then you ever yeah. see Dodgeball? No. That's what
1: L means. Dodgeball. Oh. L for love.
0: Oh god, I haven't watched the movie in forever.
1: Maybe that's what he's showing. He's like, oh, I love you guys.
0: That's definitely not the way he was stomping at them with. But so If, if you I can, show
1: you an L, it, means, it doesn't mean loser. I would never call you a loser. If I, show why you, I would call you a loser if all If I show day, you an L, it's for
0: Ligma. Ligma balls. Um, Ligma. That was pretty crazy. Despite that, uh, the overall event was pretty uh, pretty solid, man. I got to hang out with uh, Mike Columbus for a little while. Fight to win, put on another great show as always. Jay Z competed. He won. Um, my professor George Santiago. He competed. He won. Um, that was a pretty like tough match. Who else was out there? Um, Rodrigo and Rodrigo and, won. Uh, and our homie Zazinho. And Zazinho. Um, that was a pretty cool match. Uh, we definitely gotta get. Uh, we gotta get them in here one of these days. Rodrigo. Yeah. why Rodrigo, you get? Yeah, Rodrigo is literally
1: two minutes away from here.
0: Yeah, but you know what? He's a family man. I don't think he really has time for us.
1: I'll I'll talk to him.
0: Yeah, and then if not, we got to get Zazino in here too. I had a guy,
1: no shit. At uh, You had a guy? No, well, just hear me out. (laughs) Just go with it. Just shut up. Um, At the Miami Open, ask me if Rodrigo and I were actually brothers.
0: You kind of look like him. If you got a little bit tanner, you definitely could pull it off right now.
1: But, so I got an even better story than that one.
0: Someone came up to you thinking you were Rodrigo? Yes.
1: At the Miami Open that I was... The, my last Miami Open I competed at... Right. The guy came up to me and brought me over. No. And he was talking to me in Portuguese. And I'm <laughs> like... What? What? It's time to go? And I was like... And, and he was a bigger dude. He was in the ultra-heavyweight division. It was just the age group... It was the age group I wasn't competing in. Mm. I, I actually went... So, for a couple... uh For a couple of these, Rodrigo and I decided that we'll switch. Right. He'll do Master Three one time, I'll do Master Two, and then we'll switch the next one. He'll do Master Two, I'll do Master Three, so we don't have to go against each other all the time. And uh, the guy thought I was Rodrigo, talking to me in Portuguese, and I'm like, no, that I I, I get, and I start walking in to to go, and then they're like, no, 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 it's Rodrigo. I'm like, this guy thinks I'm Rodrigo (laughs) Mendez.
0: Oh, wait. How good do you think you could pull off an impersonation of Rodrigo? Not good. I'm not good at voices. Okay, what if... If I didn't talk? We set up for April Fool's Day next year where you go and... Shadow him? No, 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 no. You go and teach the class and like see how long it takes the students to realize that you're not Rodrigo.
1: They would realize
0: immediately. And be like, guys, sorry, I'm a little sick. My voice doesn't... But what I would like
1: to do is dress up like him and then just behind yes. him doing the same thing he does with all that we could do
0: that'd be kind of good be like this is my brother i haven't seen him in 10 years like he came in so he's just gonna hang out with us for a little while we should set that up that actually be pretty funny we'll have to get on talk to rodrigo about that
1: yeah because when he shaves his face we don't look alike oh no not. but even when close. we both have our beards going yeah, and we're both bald and we got similar. The difference features. is he doesn't have all the. He doesn't have. He doesn't have the. Uh,
0: he doesn't have the. The, the moon knowledge crater.
1: The knowledge crevices. Yeah, because that's what a... that is. My brain's just so is that big what it is? and so powerful, it's growing into my skull.
0: It looks like Crane from Ninja Turtles, like skull fucked you, and it kind of left a mark. That's what it kind of looks like to me. All right. I mean, but I'm just being honest. Okay. <laughs> anyway. From Fight to Win. Oh, so I told you about the shitty-ass hotel I had? Yes. So if you're ever down in Miami and you have to go to the Miami Open the next day, do not stay at the Holiday Inn Executive and whatever suites in Kendall or whatever the hell it's called. It's right down the street from, from whatever that is, Miami Dade College. The effing worst. It was so bad. I checked in late, because obviously I came from fight to win So, the girl at the front desk, super nice, super nice. I got nothing bad to say about her as customer service. Like, she was super nice. They gave me my key card. I go upstairs on the fourth floor, and I look, and my room's right next to the elevator. Which, if you've ever stayed in a hotel more than once, and you got stuck next to the elevator, you know it sucks, because you'll always hear it the whole night. Surprisingly, didn't hear the elevator. What I did have was trouble getting in and out of the room. It was the people fucking next door. No, that's happened to me before. I have that on video, though. Did I tell you that when I was in Brazil? No. Oh, God. All right. When you travel as much as I have, shit happens. So this was when I was in Sao Paulo for Gilbert's fight. So I had that hotel, like, right down the street, right? So (laughs) I think this was, like, the first night that I was staying there. Go to my room. Fine. Didn't realize how thin the walls were. I'm trying to watch TV and I like, I thought I hear something, like, hear somebody talking. I'm like, what the hell is that noise? And all of a sudden, like, I turn down the TV and I hear meh, eh, meh. I'm like, no. There's a
1: sheep next door?
0: Yeah, no. There was a sheep getting it next door. This lady was just getting railed and it was just going right through the door, Let right through the you, wall.
1: When you were in Sao Paulo and you had the, uh, and you had the, um, The hotel room. Uh
0: Uh-huh. I did not have any ladies of the night.
1: No, no. Did you have to leave your key card in the thing on the wall to keep the power on? Yes. That is bullshit.
0: No, there's a lot of hotels in the U.S. that do it, too. I've never
1: been in a hotel in the U.S. that does.
0: Yeah. I mean, it makes sense.
1: I understand it, but I want my room fucking cold when I walk into it.
0: Yeah, that's different, though. That's why you get two key cards. You just leave one in. Take the other one. You walk out. Yeah. It's not that difficult. Come on. I'm not MacGyver, but I think I can figure that yeah, shit
1: out. Yeah, but what are, they, they tend to frown upon two key cards.
0: It doesn't matter. It's your money. You're paying for the room. I think, would you spend an extra five bucks for it? Like, it's going to cost you another $5 for an extra key card. One. I don't know. Yeah, exactly. Come on. Once you start traveling that much, you start learning all the little tricks. Oh, I got to sneeze. Talk, no, Sean, because I'm about to sneeze.
1: Good. Sneeze. Um, I think... I think hotels, it's very rare to find a hotel. Like, when you find a hotel that you like, Right. that you stick with that brand. Like, I love the Gaylord.
0: Yeah, but those aren't that, like, frequent. No. But there's they own a lot of properties.
1: They own a lot of properties, yeah. Texas. Tennessee. Tennessee, Florida. I don't know where else.
0: I think there's one in California. I don't think
1: they're, I can't remember who owns them now. It's not Gaylord. It used to be Gaylord. Now it's called something else, I think.
0: I think it's the same, uh, it's got to be like the same people that own like the Doubletree and stuff like that, yeah. Marriott.
1: Welcome to the Travel Channel.
0: Right? Well, no. All right, so let's look at it this way. What is one of the best travel tips you could give anybody?
1: Um, bring wet wipes.
0: Okay, that's pretty good. That's not. Sure. But w- just wet wipes for your butt or like hand sanitizer wipes?
1: No, wet wipes for your butt.
0: Yeah, that's a good one. What else? Um, like, think of something, like, really small that's, like, not that.
1: Well, if you're going, so depending on your, what you're traveling for. Right. If you're going sightseeing, my my uh, suggestion is you take a carry-on with you. Uh-huh. That's empty. Why? Because you can buy souvenirs, and on your way back, you can fill, you can fill, pack your bag and pack some stuff into your into your carry-on that's empty.
0: That's not that good of a tip. I don't know. It works. I would rather say, if you're going to bring a carry-on, make sure your carry-on has enough clothes in there for one day. Have at least a towel and a shirt and underwear in I've, that one.
1: I have that in my car ready to go at all times. Right, but
0: that's your car. That's fine. But I'm saying if you're traveling, you're flying, because... You're if for whatever reason you lose your bag, then you at least have one extra spare day worth of clothes. That's saved my ass so many times. And not only that, at our height, you're not going to really sleep that well in a plain seat. So at least if I have it with enough stuff, I'll put it on the on the, the lunch tray or whatever and then just pop my I, head right on it.
1: I used to love the aisle seat, but no. now I love the window seat.
0: I'm a window seat kind of guy. Because I can
1: lean up against it. Yeah. And I could fall asleep beautifully. And nobody
0: it. wakes you up saying, "Sorry, sir, can I, I get a pass? Can you stand up for the next five minutes while I go and, like do nothing in the and bathroom?" If my
1: flight is less than four hours, I tend not to have to go to the bathroom.
0: Yeah, I can hold it. I'm not. I don't get how people can't hold it on Did a flight. You ever flight.
1: shat on an airplane? Oh,
0: don't even get me started. I got a story for you if you really want to go there.
1: I've never shat on an airplane. Really? Never.
0: I've demolished the plane. Not that route. Like in the toilet. If you want an embarrassing story, I got one.
1: Well, duh.
0: So this girl I was dating at the time, she was Jamaican. And her whole family invited me down to, to Jamaica. And uh, so we took Air Jamaica conveniently enough. So while we're going down there, I'm like, man, my stomach's hurting. The whole morning, I'm like, my stomach's hurting. My stomach's hurting bad. And like, And You know, you're trying to like get it out of the way before you get on the flight? Couldn't do it. So finally get on the flight. Maybe 20 minutes in. I'm like, oh, I can't hold it anymore. So I run. I'm like I wait for like a pause and I'm in there I'm in there for like a solid 30 minutes and it's not like I'm taking like my sweet time It's like I'm taking full advantage of this 30 minutes like this is not good. I Destroyed that bathroom. It smelled so bad. That's not the worst part of it as I open the door there's a line of like 15, 20 people trying to get into the bathroom. And I'm just like, oh shit. So I have to make the most embarrassing walk past all these people. Not only past these people, but I'm all the way on the opposite side of the plane and it stank. <laughs> it stunk so bad. I was getting mean mugged by everyone all the way to the front of the plane. And the girl I was dating at the time was so embarrassed. She's like, I can't believe you did that. I'm like, look. It's either back there or in this seat. So which one am I going to go with? There's no way I could hold it. But I've never been mean like so bad by people. Whoever came up after me.
1: You crop dusted I, the entire aisle?
0: No, I like the back end of the plane. Because, you know, as soon as you open that door, it's just, oh, it comes Jesus. out. Oh, it was so bad. <laughs> it's one of the few times where I'm actually embarrassed for myself. Like, oh, I felt so bad for You know how people. you avoid that? Huh?
1: Constant flushing.
0: It didn't matter. It, it does. It not does. Not for not when you're in there for thirty minutes.
1: No, it does. Every time you drop a load, flush that shit.
0: It, it was too late. By the time I would have even thought about that, it was too late. I was it's, it's one of those where you start sweating and you start regretting like decisions you made in life that got you to that point. It depends.
1: Point. Like like I have I have Boynton and Delray scouted for the quietest oh, for most sure. secluded bathrooms. For
0: sure. Um I used to have all my spots at FAU. I think everybody. I think most guys are like that, right? I don't think women are. I don't like know. That. Some
1: guys don't care if if people, you know, if they shit in public. i have just. I've never been a public shitter. I just don't like the shithole kind of guy. I I love my home. That's yeah. where I like to. It's where, where I like to go. Quiet. I like to take off my shirt sometimes. You, you ever know?
0: had someone try to have a conversation with you from like the stall next door? Yes.
1: I've also had people try to walk in on me. I've had that. I've had that happen. I've had that happen here with Jordan's wife. No. Yeah.
0: Why? What happened? I forgot to lock the door. <laughs>
1: That's my fault.
0: As gross as it is that we're talking about this, I got that way beat. I went to go do the Spartan race, and there was a porta potty. Ew. And I thought the porta potty was locked, and. I'm sure as hell not sitting. So <laughs> stand am standing. You got to do the upper technique. And I'm sitting there just focused. I You should, had have, these... done, you should have done the uh, gargoyle. No, I couldn't. There's just not enough space. Why can't you? You can, you can do the gargoyle. No. So listen, I'm sitting there just focused, focused, like trying to get it out of my system before the race. And literally halfway through, like some girl just yanks the door open. And it was just me <laughs> hanging out <laughs> with a tail. And this girl just turned green and slammed the door shut. I was like, "Sorry." She's like, "Oh my god!" So, as
1: a pro wrestler, Knock, Knock. as a pro wrestler, you learn to shit in weird places. Oh, sure. So there's this place I used to, we used to wrestle at, and I don't remember the the city, um, but it's up near Crystal River, Homosassa Springs area.
0: Homosassa,
1: and I got a shit bad, and the bathroom is like. Everybody's bathroom mm. I wasn't going to be The wrestler that goes in And is shitting next to the guy That's fucking paying To watch me Right Fight So I grabbed a folding chair And I found a <laughs> I grabbed a folding chair And I found one of those Plastic planters mm. And I took the Put the folding Open the folding chair Put it on its side So it's like a triangle Right And I sat on the triangle And I shit into the bucket Plus, it was quiet. I went out, I went out into but a field. Worked. It worked. Nobody, nobody bothered me.
0: Necessity is the mother of invention.
1: But don't, um, don't, don't knock a, a sideways... Uh, poop? No, no. It's a sideways folding chair as, as a uh, pooping device.
0: Do you think girls really have these kinds of conversations?
1: I don't know. I tell you what, as a bouncer in a, in a club, I've, the girls' bathroom was ten worst. times worse
0: than the dudes'. Always the worst. I've had to clean way too many women's bathrooms in the different jobs I've had. Back to jujitsu, Anyway. So, after the... uh, Oh, so this is where I was trying to get at before we got into that. So, with that hotel, as soon as I walk in, first of all, to open and close the door, I have to shoulder check it. And I have to yank it. It just, the door did not fit into that doorway. I get in and I hear the the shower running and I look and for whatever reason I just couldn't turn it off it was just there was a leak and it was just going and going so I'm like I wonder how much water they've wasted with this while I'm trying to fix that I looked down and the the bathtub like floor looked like it was either blood stains or shit stains like okay now we got an issue that's way too much it was the worst like hotel just top to bottom In and out. It was the worst. For the price range that it was, never would stay there. Um, But then the next day was Miami Open and just spent the whole day taking photos. And you actually had two students? Three students? Three students. Yeah, Lee, Colin, and Erica. This was Lee's second tournament and Erica and Colin's first. Mm -hmm. But this is the second time we have had students in your students in a jiu-jitsu tournament.
1: Yeah, Lee was the only one last time. Right. And now lee erica and uh and colin which i told them erica and erica and colin both did great i mean they fought hard but i told them going in i go don't think of this as easy yeah you guys do very good here against and you'll do good against people your size and your rank but when you when it's it's totally different at a tournament and they found it was yeah um but i was super proud of them. You know, it's they did like, an awesome job. I,
0: I was really, really proud of Erica. Yeah, she did Erica
1: really did good. great. Colin did good too. It's just he made one little mistake. Yeah, he he made he made space. Yeah, and when he, when you when you make space, people are gonna someone with, you know, little experience. Little, is little experience gonna is gonna take advantage of that space. But you know, it, it, it's it's a lesson learned, and yeah. that's 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 what I told them, not to worry about winning. When we, when we go to tournaments, don't worry about winning. Do you want to win? Of course, you want to win. Everybody wants to win, but look at it more as a litmus test on what you need to work
0: on. Yeah, I think if anything, too, like especially when it's there's so much going on on the first tournament that you do that there's no real way to to focus on any one thing. It's one of those things. If you're if you are a competitor, if you were an athlete before. For whatever other sport, you might have a little bit of an advantage compared to someone who's never really competed in a sport uh, at a high level. But either way, I think there's certain things that happen in a jujitsu tournament to an athlete that doesn't happen in other sports. At least not to that extent. Like I think we we talked before about the, the adrenaline dump. Yeah. You know? I don't think I've ever, out of all the sports i ever played, I've never experienced an adrenaline dump, like, until it was a, a Jiu Jitsu tournament, and that kind of, that kind of feeling is not, doesn't happen that often, it doesn't happen in a lot of sports, so you, it's always funny to see when someone finally experiences that after you tell them so many times, like, listen, you're going to experience what's called an adrenaline dump, your body's going to feel like it's given up on you, like... No matter how much you train, there's nothing that you can do. Your body's just not going to respond. You have to mentally push through that until you get your second wind. Most people are going to be like, oh, no, whatever, I'm fine. I'm not worried. I'm not nervous. It's going to happen. So it's funny to see their face like, oh, my God, that's what they were talking about. But all in all, everybody did good. Lee did really well. Uh, I think he just kind of got stalled out a little bit. Uh, by his opponent so and then well,
1: it, well it's, it's not so much that he got stalled out he just he, he, again one small mistake yeah one small mistake and it's it cost him big time yeah um he was doing everything right he was winning the match all he had to do was um stay standing stay standing and and he he thought he could sweep the guy like he did earlier in the match yeah and he but he had no momentum to do that, so he went right to his butt, sat down, dude, got yeah. the points.
0: And then uh, my, uh, my teammates over at Excel did a really good job. Um, I think a couple meddled. Uh, yeah, my,
1: my Erica faced one of your teammates. Yeah,
0: um, which that was kind of like awkward from my end because it's, I want to root for my friend and I want to root for my teammate friend, but at the end of the day, it's kind of like it's better for me just to stay out and just watch yep that's that's actually kind of cooler because then I don't have to scream I don't get worked up I just get to see two people competing and they both did really well and the funny part is um, the person that Erica competed against I've rolled with a bunch of times and she's a small girl but she's strong man and that's why like I don't tell anybody anything like you figure it out for yourself I'm not gonna coach you but that girl is strong and she will definitely lay it on you um, everybody did really awesome man uh thiago got uh gold uh who else uh it's a bunch of other people you i don't think you met yet Brain, Brain, breno got uh, breno got silver. silver uh another kid met i think he got silver uh who else no, I'm actually proud of uh, my friend Cat, the girl that painted my Akira painting. Uh-huh. She competed for the first time. She did good. No, that's just... not
1: the first time she's competed. I've yeah. seen her compete. No. Yeah. No way, dude. She competed at the last Miami Open. No. Cat. No. With the glasses.
0: No, not that Cat. It was a different Cat. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, she. Uh, there's came... two Cats there. Yeah. Well, one's La Cat. Oh, La Cat. Yeah, that's her actual name. Okay. Um. So I, I thought I... that was the
1: same person.
0: No, no, no. Um, But shout out to everyone that, that competed this weekend. Everybody did really good. It's funny. It's There's so many people that I've met from constantly going to gyms and taking photos and stuff like that. That once in a while someone will come up to me and I'm like, I have to scroll through the Rolodex. Because I'll remember the face went, oh, you. Okay, yeah, what's going on? So it's it's always fun to, to catch up with everyone. The one thing that did happen, I told you about what happened in the elevator. Yes. So... When I got to the, to the hotel and I checked in, I went and I grabbed the most healthy food I could find, which was McDonald's. Yeah. <laughs> and as I come back to the hotel to go to my room, I get into an elevator full of guys. And I'm like, oh, are you guys competing? No. You? And I'm just looking at my bag. Does it look like I'm competing? I'm eating a bag of McDonald's. Um, I'm like, oh, what are you guys doing for the tournament? They're like, oh, we're the refs. I'm like, oh, shit. So I ended up in the elevator. Filled with all the IBJJ uh, Miami Open refs. I'm like, thank God I'm not competing tomorrow. I would be having to kiss everybody's ass right now. But everybody was really cool, man. It was a lot of fun. So like I said, congratulations to everybody. Um, It was fun to see actually a couple of the competitors from fight to win uh, competing the next day. And my professor won gold in his division. And uh, it was actually a bit of an awkward match because he ended up ripping the other guy's pants. I don't think you saw that yeah, one. Yeah, I did not see that. He was going for, for a Toriana pass. And as he went to pull the leg, you just hear And I have a photo of it. And he just put a giant hole in this guy's pants. And it became a scramble for the guy to get a new uh, pair of pants. But it was fun, man. But I actually have something different to pull up. Because I found this article. And I wanted to bring it up to you. It is from Flow Grappling. And it's by Chase Smith. Stats prove heel hooks dominate at ADCC trials. So they went through all the matches at the 2018 ADCC European trials. And they analyzed it. Can you tell me what the top five submissions of the tournament were?
1: Well, obviously heel hook. Right Triangle Uh, Incorrect Okay Armbar Yes Uh, Rear naked choke Yeah Um, Kimura
0: Nope So I'll tell you right now The top five out of 85 matches Heel hook Can you guess how many people won by heel hook
1: does it have a percent? Is it percentage? Number.
0: No, the actual number of matches um, out of 85.
1: Out of 85, I'll say 26.
0: Yes. Okay. On the dot. Really? 26 on the dot. Shut up. Yeah. <laughs> the next one is rear naked chokes. Can you guess how many?
1: Um,
0: 18. Close. 13. 13. Then it's arm bar. They only got seven arm bars, then it's toe holds, then it's straight ankle locks. Wow.
1: It's all about the legs.
0: So in, let me see. So it was 26 heel hooks, 13 rear naked chokes, seven arm bars, six toe holds, four straight ankle locks, four knee bars, four dar's, three arm triangles, only three camorras, two Anaconda, two triangles. One flying armbar, one lock. Oh, someone actually won by uh, the Sulev stretch.
1: What is that?
0: That's the one that um, it happened like twice in one night on the UFC card a couple oh, of weeks ago. Oh, the knee bar. It's like the knee the bar all the, all the way to the back. back. Yeah, uh, one calf crusher, guillotine, and only one north south choke. So heel hooks dominated the European ADCC trials.
1: There's, it's become once you get them in, man. I think – Well, here's the problem. I'll tell you you what it is. Um, Heel hooks, even though they've been around for a very long time, Mm -hmm. people don't know the defense.
0: I think it's partially that people don't know the defense because it's been looked down upon for so long. But the other half, it's also – it's pretty far from the main part of your body. So it's a little bit more difficult to defend it. Because like you said, once it's in, it's in.
1: And when both – so the, the most – the craziest one is when those legs are crossed. Right. Then you're really screwed because sometimes – because it's like your brain gets scrambled. You're like, wait,
0: you see – Your legs compared. You don't know which one's which. You don't know which.
1: which one's which and you, you don't know which one to f- to defend well, right Well, it's kind of like
0: you, you ever do the one where you like you cross your arms and then you inverse them. So like your hands are kind of crossed uh-huh. and someone's like, all right, lift your – lift that finger and you just, your brain can't think of which hand it is. Right. I think it's kind of like that, but if you look at it, are you done? Sorry. How do you drop that twice? Put your phone down. You've been texting this whole time. This is the worst date ever. Um I think partially like the big thing with the heel hooks is that once you click it in, once you set everything in, you're using your entire body to keep the other person away from you. And that's the longest distance you can get between your joint that's getting attacked and your defense compared to if it's a wrist lock or an arm bar or a choke. Well, yeah, Those it's are a lot easiest, closer. It's,
1: easiest, it's easier to reach with your hands.
0: Right. It's easier for you to get to to defend compared to a leg. The, think about it. When you have an arm bar, if you do it right, the person's legs are keeping you down. But you can still manipulate your arms a little bit to try and kind of move. You can use your lower legs to move that. But if someone's got a heel hook synced in, they're pushing you away while they're cranking the leg. It's a lot more difficult for you to get closer to them to defend it, right? So it makes sense that the heel hook would be tougher to defend. And it, that's 26? 26, 26 out of 85? 26 out of 85. That's is pretty solid. huge. Yeah it's a pretty that's a, solid that's
1: a and and the next one is 13. Yeah. So there's more than half.
0: And it's 13 26 and then the armbar is 7. So I think that kind of throws in a a wrench into the idea when we talked about it a long time ago that it's the simple things that win the most. It's not necessarily the case.
1: Well, well, here's the thing. It 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 <coughs> It is, it is the, it still is.
0: The simple things win. It's
1: the simple thing wins. It's just people, people aren't, you know.
0: It's different when we're talking about ADCC though, and it's different in the rule set. That's one thing that happened at um, at Fight to Win. If you notice, there's a couple of times where after matches, uh, our good friend Carlos Diaz was mm-hmm. refereeing some of the matches. He would come up to me. And we would debate a little bit. He's like, that was the decision by their rule set. This is right. But I think that other person won the match. i like, I agree. Uh-huh. I completely agree. So it's funny just to kind of, we were going back and forth throughout the night just saying, no, nope, it should be that one. According to this rule set, it should be the other one. So we were debating it and just kind of being able to split up and really understanding the rules. Um, the one thing about Fight to Win, though, that we didn't talk about is Wagner is now a two division champ in uh, in Fight to Win.
1: He got that muffler again, didn't he?
0: Dude, he he is a savage. He's no. But then did on he, that. he get
1: the muffler? I saw a picture of him with the muffler. I don't know if he's just, he, just covering up he, the mouth. Here, yeah, right? yeah. Is that what he finished
0: with? No, but he, it did definitely help start setting up the finish. Um, I mean, it was it was kind of like a not a tight match. It was pretty clear that he had the advantage the whole time. But once he started sinking in, it's kind of like how we were rolling tonight. Remember, I did that where I grabbed it and I pushed it down. Oh yeah, and covered yeah, yeah. it with the leg. That's one of the things I started noticing from him. I wanted to start putting more in my game and set it up. He did the same thing: Grabbed the arm, push it down, trap it with the leg, and start sinking in the choke. It's a it's a pretty cool setup. You saw tonight, though, what a difference! A year makes.
1: Well, no. What a difference.
0: Leg locks. Oh, for sure. I mean, I, I've always known that. Right, right. But you haven't been you haven't been training them. I haven't really. been training them. We haven't trained. I like. What's the last time we rolled? Maybe eight months ago, nine months ago? Yeah, I don't know. It's been it's a been long time. It's been a super long while. So it was funny to see. I'm like, yeah, the last time you and I trained, never did leg locks. Never went. Never so it's funny. I was legs. like, it wasn't in my, like the first time I was like, oh, wait, that's right. Sean's been practicing leg locks gotta go and start like paying more attention to that but i think
1: here's the thing is i think it makes i think it makes you even though it um it seems like a niche uh a niche thing to go after legs no it makes you a more well-rounded you know jujitsu practitioner because it opens up way more shit yeah it's like if i can get to your leg well i might not get the leg i might not get the uh the, uh, the, the ankle or, or I might not get the heel or whatever, but I, and nine times out
0: of ten, I got the sweep. You know what I'm saying? I it's, think the, the, the biggest hurdle for people to, to overcome when it comes to leg locks is if we were just thinking traditional jiu-jitsu, right? The chain going from one to another is a lot easier to flow between because you're using your body weight. Right, and there's a lot more contact compared to if you're going trying to flow in going in into a leg lock <coughs> and then trying to grab it. Someone pulls the leg out, so you have the other one, you got to flow to the next one. So, the chain from one to another is a lot more difficult, yeah, I think for sure. And there's so much more that you have to pay attention to compared to okay, well, if I'm going from Kimura to straight arm lock to Americana to whatever. It's more right there. It's not that far.
1: Yeah, it's 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 a – I'm glad it's coming up. And I've, it's only – it's, it's got to be only a matter of time before the IBJJF needs to allow it for upper belts. It needs to happen because mm-hmm. – Well, more and
0: more, I think there's – I don't know if that's their biggest worry right now. I think their biggest worry is really coming down to the big names – saying screw this I want to go fight for money.
1: Yeah, well that's right. And and but part of that fighting for money has to do with all, you know, it's fucking it's the purge. That's what that's what I tell people when 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 they come and roll here. I'm like, look, it's like the purge here. All violence is legal minus heel hooks and fish eye hooks. gouges,
0: you know. Fish hooks. What did I say? You said eye gouges and fish hooks. No, you said heel hooks.
1: Okay, I meant fish hooks. Okay. No fish hooks, no eye gouges, no biting, you know. But other
0: than that, all violence is legal. Wrist locks, heel hooks, knee bars. I think it's it's more, I equate it to the same evolution as boxing to MMA. So it was boxing to MMA to what we have now. It's traditional jujitsu, jitsu where it's just triangle, armbar, kimuras, right? To now it's, Then they started having the wrist locks. And now we're having grappling. Now we're adding a whole different dimension to everything where it's like, well, why aren't we doing these? It's there. The submission is there. Why are we limiting ourselves to this half of the body? I think now it's becoming more of the challenge of like, no, everything's there. Go, go, go. Go. And I don't think it'll get to the point of catch wrestling kind of flow. Because I I think when you get to catch wrestling, it's a whole different thing. But – it's definitely going to get there to, to that borderline.
1: Well, I, uh, it has to. It, it, <clears throat> you can't limit the art. You should not be limiting the art. You limit the art. I understand you limit it. I think there's you, levels to it. The same way that yeah, like boxing no, no, is right. different than kickboxing. Right, there's levels. After, from brown belt and above, everything should be legal.
0: Yeah, but I, I think partially it's also that... So many big names just want to keep it traditional, and then all of a sudden they get like the young bloods that come in are black belts, and they're like schooling these old guys. Get, get better. Yeah, no, get I agree. Better. I completely agree with if you. you. If,
1: if you listen, if you're out there and you're against adding legs to your game, you are you are an antiquated thinker. You need to get into the 21st century. This is totally different. Like like we've talked about it before. How there's fads in jujitsu right like at one point a couple years ago it was 50 50 then Then it became barambolo so like and and then it was for a minute it was like worm guard worm guard everybody was trying to work worm guard
0: um i haven't seen anybody really go for that anymore yeah
1: worm guard isn't really isn't really used and it was funny
0: because i was talking to fernando the other day about the tornado guard cyborg's tornado guard even he doesn't do it that much anymore. He still does a couple of moves, but he doesn't but push it that much he's anymore. he's like the only, like... He's the only person in the world that can really pull it that's,
1: off. That's his guard. Yeah. So it's like not many people can do... Well, the
0: same was with the worm guard. I was Keenan. Yeah, but, people but tried everybody it.
1: can do... Like, I've seen other people do worm guard. Yeah. Because it's just, again, it's... It, the tornado guard, you need a strong glute, strong hamstring... You just have be to able be able to cyborg. go inverted. You're right. You gotta be. You gotta be a, a different kind of animal, and and cyborg is. And it's funny. Is like I'm, I've, when I rolled with him, he got it on me. Yeah. And I was like, I, I thought there's no way yeah. he's gonna be able to get this because at the time when we rolled, I was probably like three ten, three fifteen. Yeah. I was like, there's no way he's gonna get this. Oh,
0: for sure. In his mind, he's probably like, let me see if I can get it on yeah. this big guy, and
1: then he fucking got it. He's,
0: have you ever watched the instructional? No. So, again, I was talking about it with uh, with uh, Fernando, uh, one of my first uh, jiu-jitsu coaches. And I was saying, it's you have to be so strong on just that part of your body for it to have that kind of confidence. So if you watch the instructional, Cyborg goes, he sets up the leg, and I forget who the, the other... Uh, Black Belt was with him in the video. But you see cyborg inverted with this guy literally hanging on to his leg. He's floating, being held up by his leg. Cyborg's just having a super normal conversation. He's like, Okay guys, so you're gonna go ahead and then you're gonna push the leg and you're just gonna go ahead and throw him over. He's like there for like two minutes, holding this guy in the air and you see the guy like Uh, what's going on? Yeah. It's it's so crazy. And it's not like it was a small dude. Right.
1: But those they're that's
0: not a fad.
1: That's his guard.
0: That's his guard. But. But I'm saying it's one other of those ones things. fads. Is, right. Other
1: ones were. They're fads. They, they came and went. 50-50 came and went. Uh,
0: do you really think leg locks are a fad? I do
1: not think leg locks are a fad. Because leg locks are changing the game. Leg locks are changing. Making it so you don't need. You don't need the skill set that you used to need to compete at a high level. mm like, it helps. Don't get me wrong. Right. But if you are a master at legs, master, you're going to do very well. You mm-hmm. can do very well at, at, a, at a high level with missing some...
0: Well, look at Paul Harris.
1: Paul Harris. Yes. Paul Harris. Paul Harris. Well, no, he's, you know...
0: He only, like, I mean, he was a good jiu guy, but his but he, right. bread and butter was that heel hook. And it took, uh, what was his face? Um... Alan Belcher was it Alan Belcher? Yeah, that like just stopped him. Yep, he just spent the whole time like oh, I'm just gonna learn how to stop this, and then he ended up winning the fight. So it's it is doable, but I mean, you get someone who's who's a king at chaining everything. I mean, you're you're pretty much done. Yeah.
1: So it's like it's changing the game and it's making people like look at me. It, it, it's this was the one thing that I saw four years
0: ago that it wouldn't have even happened, no. not even close. She would have been like, "No, you're, that's not allowed. That's, why are we doing that?"
1: Yeah, it's not allowed. Why are we doing it? But what happened was, I you know I saw the power of it, and I was like, "No, this needs to be something I add." And and it made me feel it, it was both humbling and exciting again to be learning something new. That's what like, I was it, gonna it, say. Do you it, feel like,
0: like that was part of it, really?
1: Well, you, you, what, the excitement of learning The fact that, that
0: all of a sudden you're like, oh my gosh, you realize there's a whole different world There's a here. whole different yeah.
1: world that I have no skill
0: in. Yeah. I'm a black belt. You thought like you learned everything in jiu-jitsu. I, well,
1: I, I didn't know. No, but you knew the concepts of everything. Yeah, I knew the concepts of everything. But I didn't know that the nuances of the leg game really changed my thinking and, and, and really changed the way I play guard.
0: Yeah, like sure. I mean, I noticed that just from rolling tonight.
1: Yeah, so it was like... Playing guard has, has become I like I can I can be more active doing and be but be safer at the same time yeah because I can I can go for things now and if I lose it the legs right there yeah so you know I don't I don't mind it and so I saw and and starting it dude it was humbling man I felt like like dude I felt like dude I feel like not like you want to give black give your you know your belt back. But like, in the, it's two. It's, it was almost like two different worlds. Like I'm a black belt in traditional jujitsu, but with this, I'm not like when I started. You know, I think I've come pretty far. I'd say I'm, I'd say I'm a high blue, low purple belt when it comes to the leg game.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but you know, it's going to take a while before I, I you know I master it. So yeah. it's but there's only one way to master it, and it's to keep working it.
0: Yeah. Well, it's funny because I. I was going through that mindset the other day, watching everybody compete in Fight to Win and at the Miami Open. I saw a lot of stuff where I just realized, man, all these people have a lot of gaps in their games. How many people I saw that didn't that were blue belts or purple belts that had no clue how to do a De La Hiva pass, or how many people that didn't know how to I don't know block someone from from passing the guard when they already had uh, a knee shield up or something like that. Just small little things that I feel I'm pretty solid at. And then I realized, okay, what are my biggest gaps? And I thought, what's this? I'm a, this I don't have anything on. I know that when it came to, to this part of my game, I got nothing, or this part of my game, I could kind of BS my way through it, or this, that, and the other. And then I realized, man, as much as I know, I know nothing. I know I know enough to get by of where I need of where I'm at. But as far as my overall game, no. Cause it would only take someone with this skill set to completely destroy anything that I have. Because it would just pierce right through it. So it's it was fun just to see, okay, well, again, as another conversation I had with Fernando, I'm like This is what I want to focus on after this break since I took the break for the last three or four months focusing on on kickboxing and I needed that reset to realize and say okay I'm excited about doing this I wanna just focus on this I know my bottom game is is fairly decent and even though I might not get the submission right away I can survive and I can do this that or the other and my top games okay of course I gotta pass work on my passes even more because it's never perfect but then I started pointing everything else out. Oh, I'm excited because I get to do everything. But then I'm thinking, oh, man, I really got to push my body. I got to start doing this. And then I got to start doing that so I can do the Does George the position. teach you hooks? No, but, I mean, there are nights where if I ask him for, for advice on certain other positions, he's got no problem sitting down and going right, over it. Right. He doesn't have any real limitations of, no, we're, gonna, we're not going to teach this. It's classes for this. Ask any question you want after class, and he'll spend another hour just sitting there and going over stuff with us. And that's why I love training with with Professor Santiago because it's – I got so used to with other coaches just being the the mentality of why are you asking me that? No, that's not what we're doing. That it – it almost kind of hinders your, your, your drive to learn something new. You're just going to be like, I'm afraid to ask because I don't want to feel like an idiot asking about what about this, what about that. You yeah. know? With Professor, I can sit there and ask him a question. He might say, it might not be the best for your game, but this is what you can do. You can try and learn it and practice it and see how you feel about it. But it's never no. It's never a No. Which i love that because it's a whole different level of positivity. It's and there's no bullshit behind it. Like you might need to work on this before you get to that, but this is how you do this. Right. So here's your answer, but this is everything else that you need to get to that. And and that's a, a big thing that I think a lot of with the development of the sport has also meant the development of the teaching and the coaching.
1: George Excel's almost is Almost open two years now.
0: I think it is going to be two years in October this, or November. Yeah,
1: or it's either now or
0: no. It's going to be uh, towards like December, January. I think it's going to be uh, two years. So it's uh, it's pretty cool.
1: Yeah, super happy for George. George is George is a great guy.
0: I, I was super happy for him for the for the fight to win the other day. Yeah, it's uh, I can definitely tell he he wanted it, um, but it was cool. So now I get to, to roll more and more. I can definitely feel my body just kind of getting back into the, yeah, the shape of jujitsu. And
1: my back is finally. Don't jinx it. Well, no, I, I can't. It's not a jinx. It's it's just I'm I'm doing the work to make yeah. it feel better. It's not like miraculously it happened. Well, no. What's happening is is I'm doing yoga four days a week. Yeah. And it's helping fix it. So it's like,
0: what else? You know. That's that's what I'm doing. Yeah. I found some crazy news today. Um, my uh, our buddies over at um, North Two are selling a bunch of boards for cheap. So if you want to buy another board, you should hit them up.
1: Yeah, Ryan, Ryan hooked me up at a time when I really needed it most. Yeah.
0: So shout out to, shout out to North Two. They're some good people. My homie Will. Um, oh, I actually got to still figure out if I'm gonna be able to go down, going up to. Uh, to marcelo's camp this weekend so if anybody's here in uh in south florida and you want to go train with uh marcelo cohen he's got a seminar up in Cocoa beach um it was supposed to be with herbert but herbert had to take off and take care of some business back in brazil speaking of which gilbert's got another tournament this weekend
1: uh, yeah i saw that
0: against- i just saw him the other day told me nothing about it it's like dude nice, you haven't dude. been here in like a month and a half
1: but that's so awesome as a professional fighter. That's how you stay. You know, and, and look, I get it. He is...
0: And he's got a fight in December.
1: Yeah, but he's 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 got dynamite in his hands.
0: For sure. For sure.
1: But he's also one of the best jiu-jitsu practic- practitioners on the planet. So it's always weird to me. Like, I had this talk with Jay-Z. There was a while there where Jay-Z was, was like... Trying, trying to, you like, he fell in love with the hands. Everybody, it's yeah. like, fighters do that. They Everybody
0: knock. does, though, once you get a good knockout. Yeah, I mean, he got it. a knockout over Pat Healy.
1: Yeah, it's like, and and he won, you know, what he won the uh, the Dream tournament as well. And, it, like,
0: he, he knocked the shit out of Nam Phan in, like, 30 seconds. Like, back in the day. Yeah, so Jay-Z was always a legit MMA st- guy. Yeah, he
1: still is. It's, it's, it's. It, but that's not what it is it's like the one of the few the, his last couple fights at, at uh, I think World Series he was like, Titan or Titan whatever well, yeah. I can't remember you know me I don't yeah, yeah. pay attention to that shit but, but he was just trying to stand and I'm like Jay Z one time I told him I'm like Jay Z see that's
0: not true though because no he did we talked about it No, He
1: talked about it and he, he, he admitted to it I go Jay Z you're an amazing grappler you need to you need yeah. to incorporate more of that into your game plan, and, he, and and he talked about it, and, and he said you're right. Yeah, we but the
0: last two fights that he had Titan, he lost because he was going for the for the the leg locks, and he got punched.
1: Well, I'm not. I didn't say go for the leg locks. I just said I'm just saying grapple. His grappling, is his like,
0: grappling is so awesome. It's awesome. That's why I like. That's why I like the fact that um, he's doing more and more of these grappling tournaments because I think. Granted it's not for me to say anything about a black belt's capabilities, but I think Jay Z hasn't scratched the surface of his capabilities on his grappling. I think working now, going to train with Cyborg more and more is he's just Oh yeah. His game has upped so crazy and then he's always had crazy locks and crazy guillotines. Well he I comes think, from he
1: comes from a different background than Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. Yeah. He comes from Luta Livre, which was Again, all violence is legal. It yeah. was more related to catch wrestling than it was jujitsu. So that's one
0: thing I would I kind of want to learn. I want to learn some some sambo and some some catch wrestling stuff. It'd be cool to see and learn a couple of things that I, I have zero wrestling. I am more than happy to to admit to that. As much shit as I talked about wrestlers when I was in high school, I'll fully admit being wrong to it. And now I need some wrestling, and I got nobody to teach me. I gotta go take something. I gotta go sign up for some like high school like wrestling uh, classes and just go in there and be like the tallest kid in there and watch a bunch of ten year olds beat the shit out of me.
1: Well, it's, it's funny, man. It's like wrestling.
0: <coughs> I still think Ben Askren's overrated. But... Right, right. We we we, t- we
1: we had that conversation,
0: and I and I refuse. Speaking of total side note, Eddie Alvarez goes over to One FC. Yeah, but he will. He he.
1: Uh, he'll go up a weight class to one seventy, because that's what they do in one. Is you get bumped up a weight class because you don't cut. They don't want cut. Yeah. Weight, no. Weight I. Cut. You're supposed
0: to stay within ten percent of your fight weight. Yeah.
1: So Askren, who's one seventy, fights at one eighty-five there, and so Eddie. I
0: think they would let Askren slide to go fight Eddie.
1: No, they're not going to.
0: You Tell don't him. think so? No. What do you think that the, the possibility of having Ben Askren fight Eddie Alvarez is? Having him do a comeback fight.
1: I don't think it's high whatsoever. Because yeah. they, they have a rule set. Doesn't matter. That does matter. It matters there. Which I respect.
0: I will bet you. What can I bet you? Krispy Kreme donut? Mm, I don't eat that. Anymore? Anymore. What do you eat? That I can use as bait for this one.
1: Food isn't isn't the bait.
0: Well, oh. I'm not throwing you hookers, so
1: Well then why are we having this conversation?
0: I will pay for your next grinder date.
1: Let's go with I don't know. We'll talk we'll talk about Okay. It. We'll Either way,
0: I it. will bet you that within a year. Ben Askren returns to fight Eddie Alvarez. Okay. At 1FC. Okay. Because he's sure as hell not going into the UFC.
1: No, which I think is a travesty.
0: I think it's perfectly great because he's boring as shit.
1: I understand that. But that I am of the mindset that if you can dominate another human being in a cage, no matter how you can do it. No matter how boring
0: it is. No matter how boring it is, you are the better fighter. How about, speaking of fights, uh, Henzo Gracie is going to fight another MMA fight next I year. I love that Henzo Gracie's fighting in his 50s. He is going to be fighting uh, Valid Ishmael, Valid Ishmael, uh, next year. I think it's in Japan. I think the suggested date, March 22nd. Yeah, there's a history there, but to see Henzo fight again, that's pretty crazy. I mean, nobody else in the Gracie family is doing it at that age.
1: Well, yeah. Well, I I, I could see Hoist doing it.
0: No, I don't think so. I don't think that would happen. Oh man. Other than that, there's nothing really that crazy that happened in uh, in the last couple of weeks. I think that's the kind of the the letdown at the end of the year. We start. We have a lot less fights. We yeah, have a lot we, less mean, tournaments.
1: Um, what was the one thing that I saw that might have been? controversial, not really controversial, but, um... So, Hmm. uh... I was was on Flow Grappling. I don't remember what it was, but I remember Hmm. going, hmm... That sounds interesting, but I don't remember what it was. Well, that's
0: kind of worthless to the conversation, isn't it? Actually, you know what what is funny is... So, this weekend, photographing at the Miami Open, um... I talked more and more with a lot of like the, the older refs and some of the newer refs, and it was really funny to see how many contradicting opinions there were of the refs contradicting each other. There was one match where um, someone got two points for a takedown, and it was just super quick. It shouldn't have counted as two points. And I looked to the ref next to me, he's like, mm, I don't agree with that. I'm like, that should have been an advantage, right? He's like, yeah, at the very most an advantage because there was no two points. Yeah, because he didn't have control. But every time, every, I don't know, a couple of matches, I would notice that. I would notice a ref sitting next to me going, no, nah, I don't really agree with that. No, that's not really that. It's this and that. So it's really funny to watch how different each ref judges something that at the end of the day, a rule should be a rule. There shouldn't be that many interpretations, and it shouldn't really. That's why I like. When Carlos was here, talking about the ADCC rules and all the other stuff, is that with ADCC, it's the two reps, but the one on the mat I think is the one that has the the final, and he's gonna like rip me apart for not. Saying it right, but the mat, the one on the mat has the final say about what happened. But it still has to be like the two refs making that decision. I think that's kind of one of those things that the eighty or that IBJJF needs to really adopt more for all the matches and not just having three refs for a black belt match. And Paulo Meow came back and competed. Yeah, finally. I saw that. That was a pretty cool match.
1: You didn't did the other one get popped?
0: Joao? Yeah. No, it was Paulo
1: again. That was the second pop.
0: Um, I f- no. Oh, that's a big roach. There's a roach right there. Um. There, I was it. Joao. Joao got busted. No, they got in trouble for competing when he wasn't supposed to compete. Um, at that wrestling competition about a month ago, two months ago. Because it still counted as like international competition. Even it was that grappling tournament, remember? Because it was under USADA. Oh, uh, I don't know. So, or WADA. I'm sorry. Um. Other than that, man, it's like it's been kind of like a quiet week outside of those tournaments. It's pretty crazy to see, yeah. though. There was a lot of jiu-jitsu this weekend. I was so fucking jujitsued out. <laughs> it's not even funny. I just wanted to go back home and just sit down and just do nothing. Just really do nothing. Editing the photos. I still got some photos to finish. I'm trying to see if there's any kind of tournaments coming up or fights before the end of the year. That would be cool to photograph. Yeah, you got the XFN, XFN coming
1: up in December. Um, I don't know, man. I, I I'm I'm hoping to be active again next year on the competition scene. I'm really hoping to, like, you I, could
0: definitely get a probably a fight to win match. I would love to get a fight to win match.
1: They're seven minutes long.
0: Yeah, I'd, i I I could. I don't think you could hang seven minutes in a hard tournament. <laughs> okay, who would you go up against down here? You got your buddy down at uh, Fight Sports, right? Well, I,
1: him, there's a few guys down at Fight Sports. There's him, there's uh, Victor Doria. Did you see um, Baby Monster's match? No. Oh, my Did you God. Did he throw somebody through the, through oh the rafters?
0: I don't know how that guy survived one throw. Baby Monster is so underrated with his grappling and his judo that it blows my mind how many people don't know who he is. Well, what's
1: what's even what people don't realize, what I realize more than than is because I've rolled with him is yeah. how fucking strong he Nobody is. Nobody believes
0: me. Nobody fucking believes me. Cuz I've and, rolled with him too. I'm like you guys don't he's, understand. It's like
1: rolling with a rock.
0: Yeah. He like rolling with him is what I imagine rolling with an intelligent who's a Paul Harris would be like If Huzumar Paul Harris had a brain and was intelligent, that's Baby Monster. He's super strong. He has absolutely zero quit. And is an extremely intelligent dude. That's like... I think I rolled with him like once or twice. And I remember like trying really hard for a submission. And I know I was on there. And he's just like, no, that's not going to happen. And then next thing I know, I went flying. And that's zero effort on his part. So in this match, he went... Almost for like that uh, for that like uh, safada sweep or whatever that um, Terry Ray does, the inside sweep, mm-hmm. launches the guy. I have a photo I'll show you. He launches the guy a solid four or five feet in the air, and he was on top of him. They were flying together. It's, you know that scene in Superman when he's got Lewis laying and they're oh, just flying yeah. through the city? That's what it fucking looked like, and he smashed him. After that, the guy wanted no part of that he wanted zero part of that match what
1: what what you have to watch when you get thrown cuz i got thrown at the world championships in the finals yeah what you got to watch is not letting it break your spirit that's the biggest that's thing that's the biggest part of a throw yeah. is if you let it break your spirit if it breaks your spirit you're going to lose you lost you just you just got to take it in stride and be like whoa that was fun
0: I think that's the big part, the big difference of someone that has. But what sucks is is hearing the whole crowd go, "Oh, oh!" Right? You're like, damn, I look like shit right now. Yeah. I got to come back from that. That sucks,
1: but you don't let it break you. If yeah. you let it break, if you let a throw break you,
0: you're done. You're done. It's funny if you watch judo tournaments. How many high level judo people are like that? Where they see you see their facial reaction to like they just got thrown, and it's like, oh, they're done. Like you're ready. Yeah, you're but they, they are done if they land on the back. On the third time, but that's what I'm saying. Like the, with the points, but even with one throw, they're just like, oh, like man, really? Like you get thrown a billion times. Granted, this is the first point in the tournament, but still, like, you can't sit there and it happens. You're just gonna have to keep going and get out of it. That's all.
1: I watched a, a clip today of, of a, of a, a judoka going against a BJJ black belt, throwing him
0: and getting a slick ass armbar. Well, it happened in uh, Polaris, too. It happened in Polaris, so yeah. I forget what the guys' name and, and, and look, people Polaris don't realize
1: judo, judo comes from Jiu-Jitsu.
0: Well, judo, Jiu-Jitsu comes from Judo.
1: No, the other way around.
0: Judo came before
1: Jiu-Jitsu. No, it didn't. Oh, Yes, it did. No, it didn't. I, I, I'm I, going I, to look it up right yeah, now. Get, you can look it up all you want. I'll tell you exactly what it is. Okay. Jiu-Jitsu was the fighting art of the samurai. Japanese Jiu-Jitsu. The problem was they couldn't practice... Jiu jitsu because Jujitsu, Japanese jiu jitsu, is meant to kill. So, what happened was they came up with the sport of judo. That's, okay. that's where that comes from. Judo is the sport form of Jujitsu. So, after that, um, then there eventually in Japan, there was a match between a jiu jitsu guy and a judo guy for the police. And what what they should teach police? And yeah. The judo guy won, so that's why all uh, Japanese police officers are taught judo. Um, but jujitsu, jitsu is the art of the samurai. That was then. That sh-
0: lost if it was to practice in case you lost your sword. Right. Yeah.
1: So after that happened, they can't practice it because a lot of the stuff in Japanese Jitsu is meant to kill. A lot of a lot of the. The arm, like, they didn't know, you know, a lot of the neck stuff was meant to kill.
0: Yeah, it was never about, like, tapping.
1: Yeah, so they couldn't really...
0: Speaking of which, can we talk about the conversation that we were having at the beginning of class tonight? Which one? About, uh, I don't want to say his name on here, just because he's a friend of mine. Saying that he would rather get punched in the face and knocked out than tapped out.
1: No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um... (sighs) Well look, given the choice I, like, look A lot of bad shit can happen when you get knocked out
0: But that's what I'm saying He said he would rather get knocked out Have someone punch him in the dome And get knocked out Than, it, than getting choked out Or tapping Or getting tapped out is what he said
1: and That's cause he's young, dumb And full of um, Twizzlers Twizzlers, yeah like it, 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 look, when you're in your early twenties,
0: oh, you say dumb stuff like that. Say, well, it's I'm not sure so I said that, it's, dumb it's, shit like that all not, the
1: time. It's not so much that it, it, it's just he's got he's full of testosterone. He's he you know he, there's a there's like I tap into that kind of attitude yeah. because you know, but yet he couldn't roll because yeah. he's nursing a shoulder injury because he didn't tap. You're right. You know what I'm saying? So. It, it, it comes down to ego. He's too—he's young, so he's got his ego is still in the way, and he's not only is he young, he's very young in his jujitsu. Yeah. So like he hasn't had the ego beat out of him yet. Yeah. But th- once that happens,
0: it's one of those things I feel people say that haven't been put in that bad situation enough times to learn. Why do you think Conor McGregor rolled over
1: to Nate Diaz?
0: Why? Because he was sick of
1: getting punched in the fucking face. Exactly. So I'd. Ru- What's easier, defend a choke or to defend getting punched in the motherfucking face? Depends who's punching you, who's choking you. I don't. Well, regardless, you have two choices when someone's mounting you and
0: you're telling me like I'm not agreeing with you. No, I know,
1: I know, but I'm saying you have two choices. You could continue to get pummeled in the face, or you could turn over and give somebody your neck, and hopefully you can
0: escape out of that. I. I mean. I would much rather have to fight somebody's hands off from choking me than trying to, like, defend getting knocked the fuck out. Yeah, or... And I'd not like, even that. I just said flat out, I'm like, have you ever been knocked out before? Have you ever been rocked? No. I'm like, didn't... If you never had a concussion, bro, dude, don't talk you to me. you were fucking loopy for a month. What, after my fight? Yeah. Nah, just a week. But that's not even... I've had full-blown concussions. I've had legitimate concussions. And either way, it's... That's why I say, hey, why don't you come spar then? Let's spar this week, and then we'll go a little bit harder. Get rocked, and then come and tell me that you'd rather take that punch to the dome and not know where the fuck you are than take a nice little nap.
1: I would not. I know. And, and the thing is, 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 if you're, if you fight, if you're, if you're a professional fighter, if you get knocked out, thirty days, automatic suspension. Easy. No, it's, it's no, no, no. automatic. If you tap out, even if you go to sleep from a choke, same thing.
0: I think you get like a week or something. Same thing. Yeah. It's, I don't know, I just thought it was funny and like I just froze because it was like the beginning class. I'm like, what did you just say? I'm like, I got a couple people you should meet. Let me yeah. introduce you to my homie, Rodney over at Combat Club. He'll be more than happy to show you the difference between the two. Which, by the way, shout out to Ronnie. Ronnie's a grandpa now. Yeah, can did you saw that?
1: Yes, I did see that, and I I love Rodney's one of my, those people that when you see makes me happy.
0: He's a fucking hilarious guy, and the best part is that people give him no credit whatsoever. And I can't even tell you guys to go follow him because his account is private, so it doesn't matter. Well, really you can matter. follow him.
1: He might not allow you. He probably him. might
0: not allow you, but Ronnie is one of these guys who's. Trained with some of the highest UFC fighters. He's trained with Rashad Evans. He's gone and he's fought before. Rodney's fought, but because he doesn't put that persona out there, people just think he's just a big guy. He has no clue. So and he lets it slide. So people fuck with him all the time. So hearing him like comment on stuff is fucking great. He's like, yeah, yeah, I don't know anything. Sure, let's let's go fight. Let's go spar. I'll spar with you. I'm I'm new to this. Uh, but congratulations to you, Rodney man. Uh
1: yeah, Rodney Rodney Enjoy dude, being an old fighter. he's got he's so entertaining. He's so entertaining, he's so funny. I love Rodney.
0: He's friends with uh Kenny Florian. He's good friends with Kenny well, he's Florian. he's good
1: friends with a lot of dude, he was a legit fighter. I
0: know, people, I know people he is. don't realize No, that. fuck who's fucking Rodney. I don't know that guy. No, but a lot
1: of people don't realize, dude yeah. he's
0: He's legit. Like, like, he's, he he likes to
1: have a good time. and He likes to make people laugh, and I think people
0: because of that. Because they don't, of that, yeah. but
1: they, but look, people kind of do the same thing with me.
0: Yeah. Well, you know,
1: I like to have a good time. I like to make people laugh, and I at my own, even at my own expense. <laughs> you just remind me of hot rod.
0: I like to party. I like to
1: party. Hi, my name's Rod, and I like to party. But but look, I, I'm the first person to cut myself down at my own expense. You know that. Yeah. That's, that's so. It's like, and and. Even like like our core group of friends, how many people treat me like I am a two hundred and seventy five pound black belt that could beat everybody Nobody. in the party?
0: Not a single one. Not a <laughs> single
1: one. But it, and, and I'm fine with that because I'd rather people treat me like a regular person, you know. And and yeah. and, and but and, and but realize if the shit hits the fan, who are you gonna call? Rodney. Rodney or <laughs> Ghostbusters. So. Um, we, I'm just, you know, and, and people take that for granted with Rodney. They, they don't realize that he is, you know, Rodney's a good grappler. He's a great strikler, striker. Oh, I learned,
0: like, so many, like, stupid little tricks just from watching Rodney fuck with people. Like, just, even, like, today when we were rolling, I think you were going for, like, an underhook, and I started just, like, moving it up like that. Mm-hmm. I got that from Rodney. Like, and it's worked tons of times. He's Like, he's the one, he's taught me a lot of cool little tricks. Oh, I also totally forgot, and he's going to kick my ass for it. Shout-out to Herbert. Herbert won his match at fight to win Oh, man, I'm going to really regret not saying that sooner. So congratulations, Herbert. It was a good match. I got more photos for you. Um, I think we need to wrap it up because it's getting late, and I got to get up early. Um, I got a long day tomorrow. Uh, my gym, we got a special surprise you might actually see it on TV pretty soon. So just uh, make sure you follow Sonder Marketing on Instagram and follow Jiu-Jitsu Radio on Instagram for some behind-the-scenes. i got some cool stuff planned out there for tomorrow. Um, do you have anything else to say before we wrap this bitch up? Not a fucking
1: thing. Hopefully there's ways this weekend. I hear there's ways this weekend. Are there? Yeah. So, so I can
0: go pretend like I know how to surf?
1: Yeah. By the way, you need to bring that paddle because people are, people want to use that board.
0: The one that you gave me? I didn't give it to you. I you, let you gave it to I me. I let
1: you borrow that shit. I you, said borrow it as long as you need it. I know. And that's fucking turned into like two years.
0: I think I'm at three. <laughs> so
1: You can leave it here and just borrow it when you need it's it. Mine it's mine now. Fuck you.
0: It's mine now. Actually, you know what? Yeah, I'm going to hit up Will. I'm going to go buy another paddle. <sighs> fucking no, you Native American giver.
1: I did not give it to you. I said borrow it as long as you need it. Um, Cause I got that's the so shout out to, uh, you know what I'm gonna try to get our boys Mike and Phil uh, on on the you know Gallo yeah you know they're th- our our guys over at 27 North they they're, they make paddles for paddle boards those are two awesome guys I've surfed with them a few times Phil a lot I feel I've, I've, they closed I've, the shop right yeah they cl- they closed the shop but.
0: He's still selling online.
1: Yeah, twenty-seven North, the paddle company is still open, and they hooked me up with that. Um, that's the uh, Kevlar paddle. Yeah. So it's like they didn't give it to me, but they gave me a
0: really good price. After you fucked up and snapped
1: it in the middle of a row, right? No, the regular, the one that you have is the the one that you have. Or is the one that broke. Is the well, it's not that one, but it was that type that broke. It was right. a, it was the carbon fiber. This is the Kevlar one, so it it bends and does not break.
0: That's awesome. Yeah, shout-out to 27 North. I haven't talked to to Mike in a while. i got to hit him up.
1: Mike, um, Mike's in, uh, headed to... Um,
0: that's why I haven't talked to him. Was, yeah, he's just all over the place. He's
1: headed to Portugal for a surf trip. Uh, Phil is... How nuts boy. is it that they
0: had the largest surfed waves in the world that have been coming from Portugal?
1: Oh, yeah, the, the Nazari. Wow. Oh, God, just looking at that Dude, makes me nauseous. It's like, it, it, it makes my butthole
0: pucker. It's so fucking scary, and it's like... I don't know, man. Just the pull of the wave to see it just – that's a, what, 60-foot wall?
1: No, it's a 90-foot wall.
0: Can you imagine? 90 feet. Just looking straight down 90 feet. 90 feet is nine stories. So you would be at the top – almost at the top of like the Tower of Terror.
1: No, it's – like that's nuts. I, I love surfing. Like I like I we've talked about if if given the choice if I could start jujitsu first, or or earlier. Like if I could go back in time and tell yeah. young Sean one thing, and I only had time to tell him one thing.
0: Put down the crueller. Surfing. Yeah.
1: You need to surf. Yeah. I would I would have found jujitsu eventually, and but surfing is more. I get surfing more more out of surfing for my soul. Yeah. My mind. My body. Yeah. Dude, a day of surfing, oh, you yeah, are you're wrecked. wrecked. You're wrecked.
0: My but attempt get- at surfing and I'm still wrecked. I don't even get up and I'm like, fuck this, I'm out. Yeah. Um, no, but fucking ninety feet, that's nine stories. Like what's what's a good example of nine stories? I'm trying to think. Um
1: Well, it's, it's hard. It's got to be like the
0: Staples Arena, like the height of the Staples Arena, maybe more.
1: Well, so there's 100 yards in a football field.
0: Think of – no, think of a nine-story parking garage or a nine-story building.
1: Yeah, or think of –
0: apartment complex and think of s- s- basically being on a surfboard at the edge of that wall and the only thing literally keeping you going is what, four, five, six inches of the board touching – that wave, coming down at an angle, because you're going down at an angle, like the board isn't going to be flat against the wave. It's going to be just the edge. You're edging all well, the way think
1: down. Well, think about, think about it like this. You're looking. Look at a look at a football field. Count almost to the forty-yard line.
0: Forty yards in length. It's not the same as ninety feet, isn't it?
1: Yeah, forty yards is about. I'm gonna. There's check three that. yards. There's three feet in every yard.
0: Right. So that would make it 120 feet.
1: Oh, I said almost forty. That's what it, that, did I just say? Oh, I didn't say put it at the forty foot. All right, the hold 40 on. Yard mark.
0: How many yards in ninety feet? Go ahead, give me that math one more that's time.
1: That's thirty. There's thirty.
0: Oh, now you say it's 30 yeah, we're talking, You were talking a hundred. No, it wasn't. You're the one that came up with the numbers. I yeah. asked. So well, ninety feet is thirty yards.
1: But that's the face. That's not the back of the. That's not the back of the. Uh, of the wave, the way the back of the wave is, is is taller. So
0: yeah, but you're not surfing down the back of the wave. You're no, but surfing then, down but the face. It,
1: the, right, the face is as t- high, but the right. wave is bigger. Of course. So it's just it's just
0: nuts. Ninety nuts. foot, and if you crash, you're done. There's nothing. You're no, nothing. They, they
1: crash all the time. It's just what they have is they have those life yeah like the fast, life jackets with, with the uh, it's it's a
0: there's two inflatable right well there's two there's one where you have an air cartridge where you pull and then it'll open which you can't really use in that circumstance because if you're getting thrown in the wave there's no way you're going to be able to reach to that there's another one that basically the pressure of the water yeah will set it off depending on the goes. depth right so that's that's really the one that they wear i've had to i literally had to do an entire um, review and like test of a bunch of different uh, life jackets this was years ago I had to go out in the middle of the ocean they literally went out in the middle of the ocean chugged me in the water I'll tell
1: you what I want is I want one of them shark bracelets but I wouldn't put it on my wrist i put it on my like, on my, my ankle yeah for sure those things have you seen those things yeah yeah, yeah. they repel sharks like a motherfucker yeah not that I I do kind of want like this is weird you want the shark encounter I, I want a, a little nibble I want to get nibbled by mm. a shark. I don't want to get bit. I want to get, I want like. You
0: see, you don't understand the difference of nibbling and biting when you have razor sharp teeth. No, I
1: understand that. I mean, I, I, look, I'm, I'm willing to get some stitches for the story of.
0: Yeah, hey, you got a, bit by a shark. shark. bit by a shark. It's like really because it looks like you got bit by a chihuahua.
1: Regardless of the size.
0: A nurse shark? Would you still brag about a nurse it? Shark if it a nurse shark bite you. They suck on it, but would you still brag about but it? I got bit s- by a Wait, shark. They suck on it? Yeah, they suck on it. All
1: right. I know what I'm doing this weekend.
0: No, I don't think it's a pleasurable kind of... How do you know? Of, because I've seen it. The first... One, you
1: see, do you remember when Steve-O put fucking krill underwear on and yeah. had a shark, uh, whale shark? Sucking on it? <laughs> sucking on his fucking That's junk. dangerous
0: too, man. Yeah. That was super dangerous. No. So when we first moved down to Florida, we did go to the beach... Every day, every weekend, we'd go to the beach, Where'd right? you move here first? Um, actually, down in Pompano. I was living... Where, um, where did
1: you move from Italy to here? We
0: moved from Italy to Colorado. We were in Colorado for a couple of months, and then we moved down to Florida. I spent about a year living in and out of motel rooms, but we would go to the beach every day. Every day, every weekend, we'd go to the beach. So we went to Lake Beach one time, and out of nowhere, I hear someone screaming... And you're, oh my god, oh my god, it's a shark, it's a shark. This guy comes running out with a giant just like brown gray thing going from his hand down to his elbow. So I couldn't see the rest of his arm. I could see from his elbow up to his shoulder. It was down in the shark's mouth? It was down in the shark's mouth. So I didn't know the difference between the sharks. I thought the shark just swallowed his own arm. So he's out there, he's like flailing this giant fucking nurse shark. He's just, oh my God, oh, get it off, get it off. And he's just flailing this giant shark in his arm. And finally they managed to, to get it off. And I just remember this whole scene because it just blew my fucking mind. It was the first time that I saw someone actually fire a gun. And it was a cop. A cop came onto the beach. They managed to get the shark off of the guy's arm. And the guy just shot the shark. What for? I, that's like I'm telling you, it just completely blew my mind. That's I remember.
1: Ridiculous. I think the cop just wanted to shoot something.
0: No, I don't know. I think it just had been so long, and they didn't know. I mean, this was like '92. Unless
1: it was put, unless he was putting it out of its misery.
0: Right. That's what I'm thinking it was. But even then, like knowing what I know now, it's like you probably still could have tried to put him back yeah, in the water. Yeah, put him back in the water. But anyway, I just remember I. Till the day I die, I'll have that image of the shark on the sand. And the cop just standing there, just full, like, like execution, reservoir. Right. Just,
1: Pulp fiction boom. style. Boom.
0: And it was the first time I ever heard a gunshot and I saw it. And I was just like, whoa, what the fuck just happened? What does Marcellus Wallace look like? Basically. But, so what I came to find out after the fact was, the same story when it comes to nurse sharks. It's minding its own fucking business. And this guy was snorkeling and he saw a fishing line. And it went under a rock, so he went to go tug at the fishing line, and it was actually attached to the nurse shark. So the nurse shark came out and basically just went after him, but it didn't hurt the guy. It just was sucking on his arm, but obviously, when you're in the water, you're not really thinking straight, so you panicked. But
1: Dude, I see sharks out in, like, out in Del Rey all the time. Oh uh, Yeah, for I sure. see them all the time on to- when I'm on top of my board. You know, little, like, three to four footers. At one time, I saw a fucking big... Fucking shadow. Yeah. I was like, "Oh shit!" But you know what worries me more are the fucking jellyfish, because <laughs> yeah. they're fucking huge out they're there huge. sometimes. And I'm like, I cannot fall right now. And you're like, oh, "Don't fall."
0: More than jellyfish and sharks for me are stingrays. Because of Steve Irwin. No way. Before that, I think my parents fucked me over, and I watched. I used to watch a lot of like the Discovery Channel. And they would always talk about you have to do the Stingray Shuffle. Do the Stingray Shuffle because if you touch a Stingray and you step on it, they're going to hit you with the barb and, like, everybody dies. It it was super you just. don't die. Well, some it's of them poiso- are. Po- not- no, yeah, some of, they're poisonous. I don't think so. Uh, they 100% are. Look oh. it up. Look it up. Reach for your phone. I guarantee you some of them are poisonous. There's the, the I think, how, like the How confident one. are you of I'm 1,000% confident. Go ahead. Put in there are Stingray barbs poisonous. Waiting. Oh, waiting. He's busy texting instead of actually Googling. No, I'm not. Alright, let's see.
1: Stingray injury caused by venomous tail spines. Oh! Most significantly, they belong Stingrays generally do not attack aggressive or even. Yeah,
0: action. exactly. Stingrays are fucking dangerous, man.
1: Venomous tail spikes. There you go. But it doesn't say, can you die from it?
0: Yes, 100% you can die from it. If it gets into your veins, for sure. If it gets into your bloodstream, any kind of venom can pretty much kill you. Even daddy long legs. They just, their teeth can't snag into your skin. Did that just blow your mind? You didn't know that. No. Yeah. Fuck stingrays. So it's, Just remember, the ones that are cute in the little tank at like the, the zoo and the, whatchamacallit, sea world... Yeah, they they remove the spikes on those. They don't tell you that shit. Does it tell you which ones are like the the poisonous ones? No. Yeah. No, they're poisonous. So
1: Partly because a stingray's venom, while extraordinarily painful, isn't usually deadly. Unless the initial strike is to the chest or abdominal area. Steve Irwin. Steve Irwin.
0: And I know there's footage of that somewhere. And oh, well, there uh, is footage. They just as morbid as it sounds. I would love to fucking see that.
1: Uh, you know, I wouldn't want to see it. I, I, I'm fine not seeing it. It's, but um, for but honestly, I do think it should be out there for educational purposes.
0: Well, this it's the cameraman's what... fault, is what it was. It was the cameraman's fault because he know. cornered the stingray. That's what happened. If you look at the story, what happened was Steve Irwin was looking at this, and like the cameraman put himself in a position that it cornered the stingray, so it couldn't leave. And like Steve Irwin was right on top of it, so once it the ca- the cameraman cornered him, right into his chest, penetrated his sternum, and the uh, spike went straight into his that's heart. Hurt. Yeah, he's done. Yeah, yeah, well, you, you're done. So that's why. Anyway, I was totally is traumatized. It
1: tra- is it tragic doing something dying doing something you love?
0: It is if it's somebody else's fault, yeah I don't if know. it was your fault, if your own fault well, it is then his, it well,
1: technically you can say it's his own fault because he shouldn't be in the water with a deadly animal that close
0: oh now it's a deadly animal too well,
1: obviously it is now
0: you know that they found uh, box jellyfish in uh, here in the Boy Beach, w- Beach yeah, my buddy Evan, my buddy Evan, and he doesn't listen to the podcast, so if I get it wrong, it doesn't really fucking matter but. He studied marine biology uh, along, while taking the music classes with me at FAU, and he was doing research and he was just taking like, samples and stuff out of the water, and he found a box jellyfish in the water samples that he found, and he ended up having this whole uh, uh, scientific research paper typed up, and it ended up getting printed like, worldwide. Was it at,
1: at the larvae, or was it an actual box jellyfish?
0: I don't think it was like a big, big one, but it was like a, a decent size. I don't mortar. think they get that big. They can get pretty big. Not the box. Yeah. Is it the box ones? Yeah, yeah. Is that the ones that have their huge tendrils? They can have, I think they can have like tentacles like. That's the one from hundred. Australia that'll yeah. kill you. Yeah. They found them here in, uh, in Florida too. They're right. one of the most poisonous animals on the planet. On the planet. And on the planet. And they can't kill you. So, yeah. You shit ain't safe out there for a pimp in the water.
1: Yep. Well, again... If I die surfing, it's not tragic. Um,
0: have you ever been stung by a Portuguese man o' war? Yes. I, I grew up stinks. in Florida. That shit. That stinks. sucks. So bad. If anyone ever, if you ever hear the whole thing, oh, you know how the the old myth was always like you got to pee on it. Yes. So a couple of years ago, they came out with the research saying that actually does that not help and it have- makes it worse. Yeah. So I'm sure that once it came out tons of people probably had flashbacks of how many times they've had their friends like piano. Well,
1: I well, I'll tell you what I saw when I first came to Florida. Uh uh-huh. my buddy my buddy Joe when you know, we're little kids, he wore, wore flip-flops and he was popping
0: oh the, the man Wars. Wars. Oh,
1: flip-flops. He's yeah. fine. I saw another little kid seeing him do it and went to go do it barefooted. Oh. oh. Oh god! I can I can remember that kid screaming, dude. Uh no way! I was like seven years old watching this this fucking kid my age fucking screaming, and like everybody gathered around him. Trying that was terrible.
0: Out. You know how many people actually don't know those things that exist? There's a ton, a ton of people that I've never seen that I have no clue that's a thing. That's a thing. Like I can't I can't even begin to think how many friends that that came here From to Florida? visit. People, some people from Florida, people from like the United States, people from outside the country that have come here and have never. I don't know. Ever I don't know if
1: the, are they part of the jellyfish family. I don't know what they are. They're they're blue. They look like blue balloons with a dark blue ridge and, ten, and tendrils. Yeah, and those things can go back pretty far. So they look like jellyfish. Does that make them jellyfish? I, I don't, don't know. know. I'm I am not a wildlife expert. I'll
0: ask. Uh, I'll ask Evan next time I see him. All right, I think we're gonna wrap this bitch up be sure to check out our sponsors big thank you to choke aloha check out chokealoha.com. go to giraffe choke use the promo codes shout out to jujitsu soap co be sure to go and support jujitsu soap co during this month they have some big giveaways planned with a lot of uh different companies uh adding into it and also buy the bar soap with uh proceeds going to uh to saving the, the boobies. Save and the tatas.
1: If you're a paddle boarder and you need a paddle, twenty seven north are our boys. Um
0: North two too. North
1: two for a board. They also make paddles as well. But if you get your board from North Two, get your paddle from twenty seven. Feel north, like
0: we're in like a in a weird relationship.
1: We're like torn between two yeah. lovers. Basically. Feeling like a fool. I just can't help myself. We're breaking all the rules. I'm
0: going to go ahead and give that a hard pass. All right. Anyway, big thank you to all of our sponsors. Check out Sean on Instagram at evidently this is his fucking podcast, too. Evidently. Someone thinks it's just your podcast. So, Well,
1: then if you, they just know me and they don't know you. But yeah,
0: it's not like I literally start every one of the podcasts, but it's cool. Whatever. It's all right. It was
1: our podcast at one point, and then you said "fuck you" and no, 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 on no, your own. It
0: was my podcast. No, it was our podcast. You did nothing. No, it was our
1: podcast that we. The first few podcasts was us three. First three was us that then, never even aired. That never even aired, and then you said "fuck you." I'm going on my own.
0: No, you didn't even have time
1: had time i was no, always at fucking temple no, you, you didn't came have there time. At any
0: time you didn't have time anyway it doesn't matter that's the past i'm in the i'm in the yesterday uh, check out Sonder marketing check out all the photos from this past weekend's fight to win uh there's gonna be quite a few of those photos going up at alldaybjj.com so a big thank you to alldaybjj.com for that opportunity and thank you to fight to win for letting me in and uh shout out to the ibjjf for yeah wake up
1: in. fuckers put heel hooks in for brown belts and above
0: start paying people for for winning uh, worlds and things of that man yeah manner. with that being said we're out and we'll catch you guys next time peace <laughs>
1: here's the deal i'm the best there is plain and simple i mean i wake up in the morning i piss excellence and nobody can hang with my stuff. Keep stealing! Woo! Wheel of dealing! Limousine right? Jet flying! Son of a gun! And I'm having a hard time holding these alligators down! Woo!